Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on the what is up, party people? I'm Brittany Betts. Welcome to Talking Sporty. We're here with Ryan. He is filling in for P. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Uh, you know, we were we were talking about it. I'm a little sad. I'm a Minnesota yeah. Twins fan. No, nobody cares about the Minnesota Twins. I know this, but we've been we've been bounced from the playoffs. Uh, but I will Dodgers say, I'm happy. What's that? The Dodgers, Dodgers are next. The Dodgers are next, but I'm ha- I'm happy to say we won at least one playoff series. We beat uh, whoever we beat, uh, but then we got bounced, and uh, now now I'm a little sad. Uh, but I'm happy to be here. I, I I'm so excited to be on this show because uh, Brittany Betts and I we go way back. We were at the draft. Uh, we've been a part of LAFB since early on, and yeah. I'm just so I'm so happy to be here uh, on Talking Sporty. I was here. At, I was. I was. I was at the inception of Talking Sporty with you and uh, and Paula. So <laughs> it's it, this is uh, it's just amazing. It's this is so cool. You you need a podcast because you have so many opinions. Uh, Twitter so Twitter can't contain you. You know it really can't. It really can't. And like they only get like a small side of me. Like give me like five hours to just be on somebody's airwave. There's so many things that I can talk about because you know me, like I am very eclectic in a sense. Like I am a woman that has many interests that is willing to do lots of research and I like a lot of things and I can talk a lot. So what what impresses me about you is you like, I'll be like, Hey, did you see the thing? And you'll be like, yeah, I saw that. Of course I saw that. You're (laughs) so funny. (laughs) I'll be like, Oh, uh, you know, like, and, and then you'll, you'll, you'll say, did you see that? And I was like, no, no, I didn't see that. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, we were, we were at um, our, our first incarnation. Well, first for this season, anyway, you know, we were, we were at um, the tailgate for um, the, the Niners game. That's what it was. We were at the, the Niners game tailgate and we saw Cam Akers was going to get traded. Yep. You know, you and I were kind of standing there when we both got that news and we were like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like you, we had, we had a show, whole show, show order in, in, install for this, but it's just like that, that, that caught us off guard. And then this Van Jefferson news drops and all of a sudden we have to react to Van Jefferson getting traded. It happened so quickly. Right. I don't want to take over the show at all, but like, no, uh, totally. This, we, this is going, we got to go with it. No, but that, I remember when, you know, we got the notification, I dropped my famous um, picture on Twitter of me. That's me guys, me at the refrigerator, checking, checking Twitter, looking at Twitter, just in my robe. And yeah. So, but no, I mean, unlike that time, unlike just the shock that we had from seeing that notification and then me, you know, putting out my tweet kind of in shock, um, the Van Jefferson news wasn't very shocking, was for okay. me at least. Now, I mean, he had two snaps on Sunday and we'll definitely get into Sunday, Um but it just wasn't something that I was surprised by. Uh, what about you? I, 
draft day, I tweeted, I believe, I think this is the case, that that uh, when Puka Nakua was drafted, I said, this marks the end of the Van Jefferson time with the Rams. Um, and I didn't, I, I wasn't foreseeing Puka Nakua being a, just a, uh, a blowout rookie star that he has been. Um, I, but, I, but, you know, I've, I've been following the Rams for several years. We know what happens to rookies after their rookie contract. Not a lot of them get signed. Not a lot of them get another, you know, we've seen, um, you know, Greg Gaines is gone. We've seen Sebastian Joseph Day. He's gone. You know, we've seen all sorts of people gone before their rookie contract um, is up or or when their rookie contract is over. And I just thought, you know, Van Jefferson, he's been a he's been a good foot soldier. He's been a good uh, contributor to the offense. And and I just saw, you know, Puka Deku was going to be the kind of the successor to that. I didn't foresee he was going to be so great. But, you know, once he was so great it was the writing was on the wall. You know, he wasn't getting those snaps. He had a couple of big, you know, there were, there was a big drop early. And then there was one where it looked like a contested catch, but it hit, it also hit him in the hands uh, just, you know, just last, uh, just last week. And that was, that would have, those two big catches would have made a big deal. Um, but the, the Rams have decided to move on. And I, and I wasn't wholly surprised by it. I was, I was very, I was surprised by how fast, another team scooped him up so quickly, but uh, the Rams were not looking, they weren't looking for a lot. They weren't, you know, they did another pick swap. So uh, I think a lot of fans are a little upset that, uh, uh, you know, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't more of a haul for him, but the Rams are, are clearing the slate for 2024 and 2025. We know this much. So those are kind of my, those are my thoughts. So I, I, I don't know what you, what do you, what are you thinking? No, I I agree with you. Um, I think that we kind of saw it coming. Um, I didn't see it as early as you, you know, um, with your tweet. But my thing was, unfortunately for Van, you know, he's been hurt. He hasn't really been on the field. And the thing about Sean McVay is, like, if you're not playing – if you're not getting reps during playtime, it's for a reason. Like, if you're healthy, you know what I mean? And, like, he – he takes his time. Like I truly think that he gives guys chances and like he allows development. Right. But then once they're kind of done with you, the Rams are done with you. Like it's pretty cutthroat to say. Um, And then with Van, that first game where he had that big drop where he had his hand on it and it just, Oh my God, still haunts me. And then um, was it the Niner game where, you know, he, he didn't make the play. Like he didn't put his body into the pass and it turned into an interception. And then it wasn't even like, it just, there was just a lot that I personally wasn't seeing. And like me, I'm just, I'm a fan on the couch. So it kind of made me feel like, well, wow, you know, like maybe he's not doing what we, what McVay needs him to do. And this is probably going to be the end of his tenure Um, with it happening so quickly. I think that the Rams are the, type of organization where yeah we're not getting a lot back but they do solids for 
the guys that we're kind of shipping off. You know what I mean? Like even with Jalen Ramsey, like he he wanted to go to Miami. You know, we let him go to Miami. We figured out a way to make that happen, whether that was more beneficial for us or not. Um, the pick swap situation, people are mad about that. But in the end, Van Jefferson, he has a family. You know, he has small children. Atlanta's a great place to raise a family. He's going to get an opportunity to be, you know, like the number two guy, at least go out there and try to perform and earn his money. And I mean, that's what it's about. So good luck to him. I wish him all the success, him, his family. You know, I appreciate what he did for us when he had to step up, you know, Super Bowl, OBJ going down. Just, I mean, it wasn't like he was the game winner, but you know, like that's, that's big. He has a ring. So hopefully he goes into Atlanta and he can shine and get some things done. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that too. Um, Their offense is strange and we'll get to this when we talk more about the uh, NFC playoff picture. I don't know what to make of the Atlanta offense. Uh, A lot of cardio. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, Kyle Pitts went in there his his, uh, rookie year and he just lit it on fire a thousand yard season. And now he's, I don't know. What is it? What, what is he doing now? I don't know. You didn't draft him on your fantasy team, right? No, <laughs> I didn't, but I got Drake London and I got Tyler Algier. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have my complaints, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that's one of the great things about LA um, and, and Sean McVay. He, he loves his players. It's very evident. It's one of the things that I admire the most about Sean McVay is that he, it seems that um, he he's very invested in every uh, person on yeah. on his roster from top to bottom. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, he, he feels it um, all the way across, and you know he makes emotional decisions sometimes. And this was not one of the emotional decisions. Hey, um, and um, you know I think you know the the fans the fans will move on, and you know they'll they'll understand as we get as we get into 2024 and 2025 um, when they're, they're going to uh, spend a lot in free agency. And that's one of the reasons they were uh, open to moving on from Van Jefferson. I don't know if you listened to the 11 personnel podcast, but uh, I know Jordan Rodriguez uh, spent some time talking about this and you know, this, this, if you spend a lot in free agency, you also, you don't get those comp picks back, you know, right. There's a balancing out of that. So, um, you know, for those people that want the comp picks that would have been Van Jefferson, uh, you wouldn't have got those anyway because the Rams are planning on spending a whole bunch of money next year, um, unlike they've done this so far this year. So I think, you know, we've all loved Dan Van Jefferson in his time and, and his 800-yard seasons. So, you know, it's it's bittersweet, just like it was with Cam Cam Jefferson, uh, Cam, uh, Cam Akers. Um, it, yeah. It um you know a couple high draft picks as well. Um, yeah, like 50, 52, both second round for sure. 52, 57. I mean, yeah, FSU and Florida. Sheesh. Yeah, and nothing against the saying, state. Nothing against the state of Florida, their colleges or anything. So let me pull <laughs> this He, Van Jefferson is going to be twenty eight years old heading into his next contract. Oh wow! So you know, and I mean if. <laughs> He couldn't be two-two, you know what I mean, for the third spot. Yeah. You know, with the Cooper Cup even going down, it's hopefully he can shine and ball out. Absolutely. 
in Atlanta and he'll for sure stay in shape. So <laughs> but we can definitely go back and just kind of recap Sunday's game where, like I said, he got two snaps. Um, there were some people that got some more snaps. Cooper Cup was back. Uh, we obviously lost. Uh, we were at the tailgate. Let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that first. Sounds good. Yeah. So we were at the tailgate. We took over. That's it was the tailgate takeover with P and I. And I mean it was it was fun to me. Like it, I thought that it was hilarious. We we had such a, a LAFB show out at that place. It was yeah. it was you and Paula and obviously Deontay. Yeah. I was there. You know, yep. that was expected. But then yep. Chauncey, our right. Our our uh, our Rams writer, and then the Rams brothers, the podcast uh, was there. Uh, Deb, who does uh, 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 Chargers coverage, was there as well. We never we didn't link up with her; she couldn't find us. It's, a, it's chaos out there, but uh, it, it was you know we had a we had a good showing out there, and I think um, you know as much as people dislike uh, Philly fans, I think they were they they did they okay they did okay with us. That is crazy to me like as much as you hear you know that philly fans are as bad as they come like they're not just obnoxious but they're just like rude like there's so many things right not necessarily positive things that people have to say about philly fans and i mean i've known some prior to this and i mean i get it they are they are committed they are loyal they're loud. They're everything that I am as a fan. Like, you know what I mean? Just, I'm not a Philly fan. But they, on Sunday, I thought that they were cool. Like, I mean, the ones that were at SoFi, they were really cool fans. Like, they were dedicated. They were funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were invested in their attire. And they were invested in the games that we played at the tailgate takeover. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, we 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 had this one group that was just they were dead set to get so we we were offering so we do the show it's tailgate takeover it's going to be up on YouTube you're going to see it it's going to be a thing don't worry uh, we've had technical difficulties every <laughs> but it's going to be a thing that you're going to love um, and um, you know we had this one group it was all Philly fans they were chanting they were doing the they were they were doing they're spelling eagles good for them they were yep. you know good public schools apparently they're able to spell eagles out there um, but um, there was there was this one woman that just wanted to win the game so bad and she was she was calling out people in the group you're like she was like I don't no. want to say the words she was saying but she like yeah. she, you know and and you know like uh, I think you know. Sports fans of any of any ilk of any of any team, you know, we can get a bad rap because we're yeah. just so invested. We so much love our teams. There's a I don't know if you ever seen that Alabama uh, football documentary um, where there's a there's a guy that runs onto the field. Um, he's he's a he's he's a walk on football player for Alabama, and he and he says he just had too much Alabama in him. And he went out there and he tackled an Auburn football player. 
He wasn't even supposed to be at, like this was back in the thirties. This was black and white days. This is like I don't know forties or like something. But like I haven't seen this one, but I, I'm yeah, I'm interested. I, so <laughs> I, I think it was thirty for thirty. But he, what he said, he, he just had too much Alabama in him. He ran off of the bench and he tackled the actual. <laughs> yeah, and this woman, this woman that we had on the sh- on tailgate takeover had just she just had too much Philly in her <laughs> and, other, and other stuff. <laughs> She but. was so no look, look she was lit because she had a bottle in her hand like so we were playing heads up and she had a bottle in her hand and a tattoo on her leg <laughs> she she was given the clues right so it was football theme so all of the clues are like encroachment or you know like touchdown yeah. or teams you know yeah. so she's giving clues and everybody is just beyond inebriated. So not only are they not processing what she's saying, but it's just like, she's just saying words. So like, like, I mean, you guys will have to check out the clip that we're going to put out there just to understand. But I mean, it was absolutely hilarious, but yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was. Really fans aren't as bad as people say. Yeah. And I think, I think unanimously the Rams fans would say Niners fans are worse than Philly fans by a mile <laughs> by like what do you mean it's not even close yeah yeah that's, that's for another day though <laughs> well what's funny is there's always Niners fans out there and they're always vocal and they're always you know you know throwing throwing everything out there um but as you said that's that's for another day what what do you think of this game what do you think of the uh, the Philly Rams game I, I you know I do another podcast. It's the Ram. The Ram Skinny is out there. I put all my thoughts out there. I'll, I'll share them again here. But I want to get your. What are you? What are you thinking about this game? What were your takeaways? You were live in the stands. What, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, just like with the other losses to me, I just feel like the Rams. They're in it. You know what I mean? And then it just gets to a point where we start shooting ourselves in the foot and we lose the game. Um, up until halftime. We were in that game. You know, like, why is it that we can't come out at halftime, put up points, stick to running the ball? Um, just to even touch on that, you know, 14 carries in the entire game. I think that we should know playing this Eagles team, like both sides of the ball in the trenches, that the they're stacked. You know what I mean? Like we, we are going to have to anticipate the tush push. We're going to have to anticipate Jalen running. We're going to have to anticipate, you know, their defensive line, just coming after Matthew Stafford like that. We knew those things, but then, I mean, just it happening. There was nothing that we could do to stop it. I thought that Matthew Stafford looked pretty good. Like he was pretty clean in the pocket for the most part at first. And then, you know, teams adjust to us. It was Cooper Cup's first game back. He had eight receptions, like over 100 yards. So he looked good. Um, I think that, like, the first series, did he have five five receptions? So if you played a prop on Cooper Cup, you hit it, like, first couple minutes of the game, good for you. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of misses, I think, like, in terms of passes in the second half that could have kept us in the game. Like, there was a... Two-two ball. There were some misses to cup that I saw, but I just think that 
Sean McVay kind of overthinks things. We get really pass happy. Like I said, we ran the ball 14 times. It's kind of hard to run the ball against a team like that. Um, and just kind of like looking at our defense, like it was hard to shut down A.J. Brown. You know, like he's their playmaker. And they knew to keep putting the ball in his hands. Uh, oh, one thing that I want to know for sure is I hope all week we've been practicing tackling because it was like we forgot how to do that in this game. Yeah. I came away from the game not blaming the defense as much. Okay. They were, there were definitely faults. I won't forgive them completely. Okay. But they held, they held one of the best offenses, one of the best teams, to 23 points. Like they've done, though. And that kind of just makes my point about, you know, we the games are winnable. The second half, like, we just come out and offense has stopped firing. Offense gun is just – I don't want to give that analogy. But, you know, we just – we're not doing what we need to do to put up points. And defense keeps us in the game. So, no, but not to cut you off. So, go ahead. Well, when it's kind of – it's kind of incredible, like, uh, the the defensive front is made up of nobodies, really. Like you got Aaron Donald and like and kids, yeah. Kobe Turner, who I love, and me too, like, me too. You know, like he's he's great, but like like he's you know like what a third, fourth round. I don't remember third or fourth rounder. Like he, any other team, he's not starting anyway. Um, and then you've got you've got a defensive backfield made made up of a Kella Witherspoon who would be a um, would be maybe the second or third best on just about every other team in the league. So, you know, you know, I think Jordan Fuller's great. Ernest Jones is fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there, there's pieces on that defense, but like, I'm not holding this defense. Like the defense did what they needed to do, which was hold this team to under 30 points, but you got, you, you put up 14 points against, this team, like yeah. this offense is supposed to be better this, than this, especially with Cooper cup. Um, so, I mean, they, you know, that's where I came down on it is that I think that the offense is supposed, should be better than this. I think Sean McVay should be better than this, especially in the second half, zero points in the second half. I mean, like, come on guys. Like this is, you know, this, this is a winnable game. If you hold uh, Philly under, under 30 points and it, and that's, you know, like, you know, going, going back six months, this is not a winnable game to me, yeah. but like going through the season, they're, they're holding their own against the 49ers are holding their, their own against the Eagles and the offense just can't put that up. I'm just putting that on, on Sean McVay. I, I don't know what else to do with it because, you know, we've seen Stafford has been phenomenal over this season. Uh, Pukunuku has been phenomenal over the season. Cooper Cup comes in and, and and is just Cooper Cup again, and then the running game looks like it's it's functioning for the first time since Todd Gurley, and they're just not using it. And I, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I, I I really don't know what to what what else to say. But you know, like just use this use your tools better, Sean McVay. And and I ha- I've been very I I have not been critical on Sean McVay for the entire time that I've covered this team, but this is my first year where it's like you've this offense should be operating better. And I I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's. You're nice. 
What's that? You haven't been, you, I said, you're nice. You said you haven't been critical of him this entire time. Oh, my gosh. I I told the other Ryan that I feel like I'm in a marriage with Sean McVay because, like, I love him so much. Like, there's just so many things that I love about him. I love his mind. I love, like, the way that he can remember things. I love, you know, just he's the so way good. that he is in the locker room. Like, he's a great yeah. speaker. Just there's so many things about him that are just so suave. So just, oh, I love him. But then there are so many things that I cannot stand when he doesn't do things the way that I'm thinking in my head. Like, they should be done. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. but... Oh, I'm so critical in a sense. But no, you're absolutely right. And this isn't the first game where offenses come out the second half and they're not putting up points. I mean, we have to go into overtime with the Colts after we let them come back up 23 points. You know what I mean? And yeah, I go back to this this statistic that was touted over Sean McVay's early career that he when when he was winning in halftime, he was undefeated. It was it happened for a long time. I don't remember when it it happened last last season. But for a long time when you were watching on TV, they would say Sean McVay. They would always bring it up. Yeah. They they would say he's undefeated if he's leading at halftime. But do you know what that means on the other side of that? If you're losing at halftime or if you're tied at halftime, those 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 are when you're losing games. And Sean McVay needs to prove that he can coach a perfect game in the second half. When he's scripting plays coming out of the gate, he looks great. But yeah. when he when he needs to respond, when he needs to come back, when he needs to, you know, pull a a Rudy or a, any given Sunday, or he needs to like we need the, 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 this Rams team needs to muster something that is not uh you know just come out swinging. You know, and that, you know, that I don't want to say that he's not going to be a he's not a fantastic, fantastic coach, but the coaches that are remembered are those coaches that are the ones that, you know, we think of giving the raw, raw speeches. They come out halftime and, you know, the you know, Belichick is, is famous for this. You know, we've, there's all sorts of coaches that are all all of the sports movies, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is like. <laughs> The team is down. They come out at halftime, or they come out of the whatever, and and they and they they win the game, right? And we don't see that a lot with Coach McVay, and and that's that's what he needs to prove he can do. Um, yeah, and I'm not and I'm not saying that he needs to prove that to uh, solidify his coaching legacy or to you know we're gonna we're gonna see a whole different team in the next couple of years, but. If there's anything that's lacking in his coaching career, it's that kind of like um, gut response, that kind of, um, you know, just that kind of halftime, you know, it's not a, it's not a speech or anything like that, but it's like a, your team is tough enough to come back back out and we're going to come back and we're going to win this game. And, and we don't see that very often. And so you know, I would like I would like to see it. We've seen it a couple of times, but we don't see it very often. Yeah, I mean, even when we're up, you know, even when that stat is given, we're up at halftime. Like we come back out, we're playing, we're playing safe, we're playing to not lose type of situation. And it's like, I need him to put his foot on people's necks, or at least, you know, if we're down, at least try to reach up and grab them. You know what I mean? Like. I, I get what you're saying, but hopefully, hopefully he's taking all of this 
and like using it and like fueling himself because I feel like all of the players are already playing like what do we have to lose? Like everybody already counted us out this season. You know what I mean? Like they say they don't know us. They say they don't know my name. They say that we're nobodies, whatever the case is, you know, that it's just Aaron Donald and everybody else on defense. And it's just Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And, you know, we have Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell balling out and doing things. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that they are really playing for themselves and like putting on for themselves, but also to show people like, well, you guys, like, you know, like you counted us out from day one. And I think that Sean needs to play like that. Like he needs to coach like that. Like we know you have a Super Bowl. We know that you've been there twice. But now with this roster that everybody counted out, can you coach them up and, you know what I mean? Like, like really coach them up, like really coach them up to win games, like proving people, you know, like, okay. Like, and I think that a lot of people are looking at us and saying that Rams team is better than anticipated. Right. You know, even with, even with the two and three record, like our losses are the teams that have all been in their, you know, conference championships. Like the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, the Niners NFC championship game, um, Bengals AFC championship game. But even with that, like I said, teams and other people are seeing that the Rams shouldn't be counted out. We have to keep up the physicality, like, and just continue to to play like we, you know, like we're the underdogs, I guess you can say. But Sean can't get complacent. Well, you said it. It was there's a certain physicality that they drop in the second half, where it's yeah. He Sean McVay just wants to throw a haymaker coming out of the out of the you know, out of halftime and he just wants to put this team away. Let's like, it just seems like he just wants to like win it right away. And, you know, we saw it, you know, we've seen it several times where he just run, he sprints down the, the, the sidelines and he's high-fiving guys and he's chest bumping guys. And, and, and then in the second half, it's like, um, he just lose, like, it's like, you didn't win that game. You yeah. won the first half. You got to win. You got to win 60 minutes. Yeah. You got to win. You got to win 16, you got to yes. go 16 games. You got to go 17 games yes. now. And, 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 you know, we've, we've seen the November slumps. We've seen the, the kind of mid season slumps where it just seems like this team loses all of their kind of their physicality. And yeah. just like you said, and I think that, um, Kyron Williams is the kind of back they're looking for. Yeah. That can that can execute and, and be physical. And and we just need and they just need to use it more. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I it I don't I don't I mean I would I'd be a coach if I knew the answer to this. Uh I would be hired by some team if I knew how to to tell the Rams what to do at this point, but but I know what they're not doing. They're not, yeah. they're not playing physical enough. They're not, um, they're not keeping their pedal. Just put the foot on the throat. Just keep the pedal to the floor. Um, just, you know, uh, we, we, you know what you can do to be successful and, and, and do that. And that's, 
that's all Rams fans are asking for is to keep keep the pedal. No, that's not all they're asking for. Well, <laughs> they're listen, they're also they're also asking for an edge because the Michael Hoyt and just everything that we have him doing and bless his heart. But he, we need somebody else. We need somebody else at edge. Like, we need a way better pass rush. And, like, that is what Rams fans are screaming for. Like, they are begging. Well, of course, because it's Rams fans. We are divided, divided, divided. So you have people that are just willing. They throw everything away, give our first-round pickup, go out and get an edge, a proven edge like Brian Burns, go get a Chase Young type situation. But then you have guys that are just like, or people that are like, no, don't give away our first round pick. Like we need to get, we need this. We need to get somebody good in the draft type situation. So what do I think is going to happen after hearing the Rams today or after hearing what Sean McVay kind of alluded to, just saying like, basically we're broke. Basically we don't have the funds to even consider going window shopping to make the moves that, obviously we're crying for them to make like that's what i took from what he said um do i believe him <laughs> no i don't <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see we'll see like i would i would think that you're competing you're in these games like especially the like like i said the losses are against Creme de la creme teams, you know, some of the best of the best, but in terms of what people would rank them. So just kind of keeping your playoff hopes alive, you know, just to secure a spot in your mind and just kind of like notch off dubs in your mind. You kind of beef up the roster and you fill in pieces. And that's what I think we're missing, in my opinion, too. So. Well, well, you know, we can move on from last week's game and, and, and kind of what went wrong there and, and just overall in the season and, and you know, take a, a broader look at the this Rams team and it's like, what what are they trying to accomplish this season? Yeah, we don't know. You know? We don't know. Like, I think we would, that's the case for the FBI. No, seriously, I, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's interesting. It's fun. Like, the beginning of the season and OTAs, I remember Sean McVay just talking about how hard all the kids, like kids, they're working. And, you know, he's like, you guys are going to really be shocked when you see that there's just a lot of unproven talent that wants to get out there and work for a spot. And I really think that they're doing that. And I think that being under Sean McVay kind of gives you an a bigger oomph, like just in terms of like your work ethic, in terms of um dedication like i truly believe that and just yeah. you know um ethics he brings just, the best out of players right so i mean for you to be a young person and to hear that we still are competing we are still you know contenders and we still have a chance just trust trust this process and continue to work hard <sighs> then i would think that they are, they know that, you know, there's possibly a playoff spot for them and okay. that we're not trying, like, here's the thing. And I've talked to everybody about this. I've talked to Paula about it. I've talked to Ryan. I tell Deontay, well, 
Well, not not yet. It's different because him and I. Oh, I've been in he, the car with you guys. I've been in the car with you. Okay, so yeah, it, it's different. His passion is just like okay, but just in terms of like the the people saying that we're for sure tanking, we're going out to get t- Caleb. You know, like I am in agreement with the fact that I don't see Sean McVay not competing, right? Like, I don't see Sean McVay wasting Matthew Stafford's time. I don't see him wasting Aaron Donald's time. I don't see him wasting Cooper Cup's time. And I don't see him wasting his own time. And just knowing that he has those pieces and if he can just plug some things in, you know, there's always a shot. You're not out until you're out, you know? Um, So I don't think that we are – game plan for the season is to just lose or to just kind of go with it. I do think that we're competing to see, (laughs) competing to see where we land. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm not a Rams fan per se. You know, I've covered the team for several years. I've, uh, you know, I've come to love several uh, players and I love, coach McVeigh and I like this I think they're a smart franchise I think they're a forward-looking franchise but like I'm I am I like to think of myself first and foremost as a journalist let's say um but um I am you know I'm a defender of this franchise I came in I've always come in to seasons with an open mind you know I you know like I won't go, I won't go through it all, but I'll say that this, this season was the hardest one to just come in with an open mind saying this defense does not look fantastic. Right. Um, Agreed. We'll we'll see what, uh, you know, a healthy Matthew Stafford looks like. Um, And right. And through, through the first week, I was like, I'm a Puka Nakua guy. Now I am bought in with that guy. Matthew (laughs) Stafford looks like he is a young uh, quarterback. Crisp, young, he's ready to go. Um, he, there, you know, the, the Kelly, Kelly Stafford. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, there was week one drama with that. So you're, yeah, yeah. there's none, like none of that had anything to do with it. He was connecting with people, um, <laughs> <laughs> all the young guys and their hip hop and whatnot. Okay. Um, <laughs> and their bird man and all that on um, their phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, and, and, you know, it's like, you know, I buy in one week and I, and, and then next week I, I have a really hard time buying into this, this team. <laughs> and, you know, when we were previewing the season, I thought six wins is kind of the, the floor of this franchise because of Sean McVay. He's just a competitive guy. He's not throwing away. He doesn't have a lot of years in him. It looks like he's going to retire within the next you know, let's five, let's say five years, whatever. I don't know. Um, As he should, but yes. Okay. You know, whatever. I'm not going to tell anybody how to run their life. I think Bill Belichick should retire. You know, I think Andy Reid should retire. <laughs> like you like go enjoy your, your lives. You've done enough, whatever. Oh, I'm all for that. Like that's, that's a huge part of this show. Like me talking about the life balance and how things are different now in the NFL and people are reconsidering a lot of things. Like, I mean, you saying Sean McVay retiring, like he's not even 40, you know what I mean? And Tom Brady played until he was 40 and 
he potentially has opportunity to go to the booth and make even more money and he's about to have a kid. So I, I mean, I get it. Absolutely. Um, so, but you're saying that you, you have a feeling that within a few years that will probably happen. And I do too. Yeah. You know, his, his grandfather, uh, worked with, um, with Bill Walsh and Bill Walsh in his book says, uh, an executive in any profession should leave within 10 years. And I, I think that Sean McVay will adhere to that kind of advice. Ryan, um, Ryan D, I'll be gone in about eight years. <laughs> Just go. I got five. <laughs> I got five left. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying we're an executive, but <laughs> I've done a lot. We're a kidding. Lot of work. We're kidding. We're kidding. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we're fully invested. <sighs> um, we've gotten way off the rails here. What am I talking about right now? You're talking about Sean McVay. He's going to be retiring. We were talking about just like oh, the team and moving forward. And I think that, yeah, I mean, but it's, it makes it very, very confusing in terms of what the 2023 Rams are for this season. And we've seen different iterations of them throughout different games. Like we've seen them come back. We've seen them in the overtime, you know, Matthew Stafford looking his best, just driving the football down the field, just ending that game. Just saying, just making, just putting the flag in the ground, just saying we're ending this game on this drive, scoring a touchdown. Boom. Indianapolis Colts lose that game. And, um, but then we've seen where they just can't seem to put together a drive um, against the Eagles. They can't, yeah. you know, we can, they can't score more than 14 points. So, you know, um, I'm rambling at this point. Um, so, I mean, we're heading into a week against the Cardinals where it's it's like the Cardinals are a tough out and I'm walking into this and I'm not and I, I don't feel comfortable about a Rams win away from it. Whereas six months ago I said, you know, OK, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are what are your thoughts on the Cardinals? No, what you were saying about looking at it six months ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, not so much because. I think that the Cardinals are in, they're in a funny position um, just in the sense that, I mean, everybody thought or would have thought that if any team was tanking, it was going to be them, right? Um, They were like offloading players, Kyler's hurt, who was their quarterback going to be? You know, Josh Dobbs comes in, but I mean, they're looking good. Like they can move the football. They run the football really well. They beat the Cowboys, the Games that they lost prior to the Bengals games, but they were in it, you know, and then they lost the game. Yeah, they put up lots of points. Um, So I think that that's like, that's something like we can't count them out. We can't play down to them because I think that they're pretty scrappy, you know. Um, I think that their coach, Gannon, you know, like his mind, you know, we, I always talk to Paula and I tell her that she has to listen to the play callers by Jordan Rodriguez. And I mean, it's, I talk about how amazing it is. Have you listened? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you have. So I talk about it all the time to Paula and just allude to it and mention things from it. And I tell her, like, just the importance of it to kind of understand not just Sean McVay, but, like, other coaches in the league and, like, the the transformation of, like, these offenses and, like, the schemes and things like that. And, you know, Gannon is a defensive-minded coach, 
but I think that he is just like a part of the young coach club, you know, where like they have a different approach. Exactly. And they have a different type of IQ. And I think that I really saw that. I mean, obviously we know that by him getting the job for coming from the Eagles, you know, him getting that head coaching job. But I think that I saw it on full display in that Cowboys game where the Cardinals beat them because, you know, Coming from the Eagles, this is a team that you've seen, the Cowboys. This is yeah. a team that you play, you studied them, but it's like the preparation that he put into that game and the way that they won that game in like shocking fashion. Like it wasn't like they beat them down, but it was truly like an upset, you know? Yeah, um, they, they it was, really go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say they they out physical that team. Which is yeah. hard to do with a defense that the the, the Cowboys had, and they just they, you know like uh, the the famous Mike Tyson quote. It's like everybody comes in with a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And <laughs> exactly. The Cowboys got punched in the mouth, and they <laughs> exactly. they, they, they turned into, into pussy cats, and it was just like, okay, like that's what you got to do with the Cowboys, and and that's what the Cardinals but- are able to do. But, but to that but, point, just really quick to that point, I think that a lot of people were like, mm, well, I just think that the Cowboys aren't who we think that they are, which can also be, you know, said in my opinion. But I think that we weren't really giving the Cardinals enough credit even then. Um, you know, they didn't play the Niners so well, but I just think that with them being a young team, they can give us some problems, you know, Mm -hmm. them running the ball, like they're in the division. Division games are always tricky. I mean, I don't know. The spread is seven. Like, I'm like, wow, really? We're favored by a touchdown. (laughs) First time all season, I think. I, yeah, I wouldn't even touch that spread. Okay. I wouldn't even play a free bet if you gave it to me with that spread, but I do think that we're going to win the game. I do. um, Connor isn't supposed to be playing. Um, I think that if we run the ball, hello, like (laughs) if we run the ball, that'll really just like that out the gate can just solve a lot of problems. Right. Um, Try to keep the ball out of Hollywood Brown's hands, I guess, because I think the last game, who do they play? I don't even remember who the Cardinals plays last week. Oh, they played the Bengals. And I think that he was like their number one target, number one receiver. I think we just have to play our football for all four quarters. Like, can I see that? Can I please see us play like the Rams, the first two quarters of the Colts game? I mean, all four quarters of the Seahawks game. Uh, the first two and a half quarters of the Niners game, the first two quarters of the Eagles game. Can we get those Rams all four quarters against a Cardinals team, please? I mean, it's not too much to ask for. I don't, I don't Thank think. You. That. Thank I, you. Thank you. Well, what's incredible is, you know, we had the 2021 Super Bowl season and they played the, the, the brand of football that the, the Rams played to win that is not what they're playing this season. Oh no. And they can't. And they really can't. There's no there's no Von Miller, there's no OBJ. Like they're they're not winning games like that. They're winning games in a different way this season. And so um you know the, the, But I mean, 
really quickly though, I mean, even if there is no OBJ, our wide receiver core is nothing to sneeze at, you know? And I think that Sean has ample opportunity to cook up I'm potions. You know what I mean? Tutu Atwell. Now that Cooper Cup is back, there's Cooper Cup, there's Puka, and then Tutu isn't going to be getting as much attention. Like, I expect there to be trickery. I expect there to be motion. I expect him to just run these go routes and, you know, take the top off and get a deep ball. Like, cook something up like that if we're going to pass. Like, but last game, 14 carries for Kyron. And then between Puka and Cooper, there were like 20 targets. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is not the kind of defense that you need to bully around. Like you, you need to get in the trenches and, and, and muck it up with the Eagles. This is not that defense. Uh, The, the, the Cardinals defense, um, they don't blitz, which is good for the, the, the Rams and they don't have a, and when they're not blitzing, they don't get a good uh, pressure rate. So this is the kind of defense that the, the Rams should be able to take advantage of, advantage of. And um, but, you know, also, this is the kind of offense. The Cardinals offense is the kind of offense that's going to take advantage of the def- deficiencies uh, on the Rams Rams defense. We saw Jalen Hurts go for 70 yards on. 12 carries basically if you if you subtract the tush pushes the brotherly shoves um he's going for second yard one of his best one of his best uh days of his career running the ball that's a nice day for a running back i mean not in this day and age but you know it's not a bad day for running back definitely but you know one of the best days for jalen hurts and also it proves that this secondary is doing a better job than the front um the rams front is doing um, and Josh Dobbs is playing for his career. You know, this is his resume at this point. He's he's out there. He gets a chance to show everybody what he can do, and and um, he's gonna he's gonna try to do it. And Josh Dobbs can run the ball. He's one of the leading run, you know, run, uh, run uh, rushing uh, uh, people for the Cardinals. And uh, J- James Conner is gonna be out, but they have other capable backs, and they they scheme these guys open. So, I mean. It's it's not going to be an easy day, but this this should be a day that the um, at least the Rams offense scores more than fourteen points. Definitely, they need to get in the thirties. I think just to prove a point, you know, to the rest of the league that this offense could move the ball. I you hope know, so. we, we've the the promise of the Rams offense was that they're going to score thirty points a game, yeah. and we haven't seen it enough. You know, good. And defense. I mean. It- it's only fair. I'm saying it's only fair to the defense. They keep us in every game. So the offense has to do their part and put up points. And that's just what it is. And this Cardinals team, they already feel like they're counted out completely, you know, like, so they're going to come in, giving it everything that they absolutely have, because why not? Um, this isn't Cliff Kingsbury's Cardinals, you know, Sean McVay can't, just expect this isn't necessarily familiarity with within the division also. So that's a point. That's why I would definitely stay away from the spread. Um, But I hope that this is a game that we can just annihilate a team and show them, you know, that 
that Seattle game wasn't a fluke because I truly believe that that is the type of football that we can play. Like we went into Seattle week one and yes, division games are wonky, but we played our game and we played it well for all four quarters. And I just want us to replicate that again on Sunday. I want it to be blue in SoFi. Um, That's probably asking for too much, but I at least want us to sustain drives. You know what I mean? Like I at least want us to hold on to the ball and make plays. Like run the ball, Sean. I I can't say that enough. Just run the ball. You'll be able to show off your shiny toy with Matt and, you know, hitting Cooper and just – but run the ball first. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, and I mean, Kyron's done a fantastic job when he's been able to run the ball. And I, uh, you know, I, in my last article, I wrote, I included a statistic about the second half. Um, I'm looking at it now, but it it was like they were running like five plays a drive on average, basically, in the second half. Oh, I think okay. you got to do a better job than that. Like, you know, last year we saw all the three and outs and it's like, you can't have that obviously. And the, and this, this defense, this defense needs help. It shouldn't be the backbone of, of this, this team. Sean McVay is the head coach. He is the, uh, the architect. He is the, uh, uh, uh you know, he's, a uh, 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 supposed to be anyway a uh, offensive genius, and like, let's see it. Let's yeah. see this happen. And yeah. you know, I think that with this NS- NFC, he could this they could be a they could be a playoff team. And you know, like, I think that the NFC picture is a lot different in terms of what we thought it was going to look like. Um, I mean, just first and foremost, I thought that the AFC was the better conference, right? Like they're better quarterback class, I'd say. Um, caliber of quarterbacks in terms of just authentic- authenticity of quarterbacks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but just in terms of play that we've seen thus far, oh no, by far. it's The NFC is the better conference right now. And the picture looks a lot different than what, I anticipated it to look okay. like. Um, personally, I think that the NFC West is the best division. Yet again, yet again. Ah. I mean, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Um, I don't think that people expected this because I thought that the Rams were going to be absolutely piss poor garbage. The same with the Cardinals. But shockingly, um, you know, we're winning. We won two games, but like we're we're doing enough to make it look like we could win games? Do I think that right now this is a winning – and I need to set the record straight on that because people are going to be, like, listening to this and, like, you said that right now we're a playoff team. Potentially. I didn't say that we're going to win that game. But, I mean, based on the picture of the NFC in terms of divisions, I think that the Niners clearly have the West, right? We can just give them that for now. Yeah. Um. The halfway. Turn, right. So the Eagles, they have the East because they're still undefeated. We'll give them that, right? Uh, 
as far as the North, you have the Lions. Now, I personally thought that your home team of the Minnesota Vikings would be a lot better than what they actually are. With with Justin Jefferson going down, I don't think that they can rally back. Like, I think that the Lions have that division now. And then in the South, it's just the South is so strange, like always to me, because it's going to be either between Tampa Bay and the Saints per usual. And Tampa Bay surprisingly looks like, okay. And if they can just kind of skate by and just continue to get wins, that's the division, right? But then the Saints, like the Saints aren't looking good. Like they're not looking too, too good. But all you got to do is win games. Like I tell people this all the time. Like it, it could be 21-20 every single day. It could be 6-3 every game as long as you got the six and they got the three. You know, win the games and, and get that division title. Right now, if I had to pick out of those two teams, I'm not even putting Atlanta in the mix. Like I don't think that Atlanta could sustain anything with – they're no plan. Like, they, what plan do they have, Ryan? Like, they Desmond Ritter is their plan, and that's not a great plan. Okay, well, then that's why I am not even counting them in the South. Like, I'm not even thinking about them. Like, I said Tampa Bay and the Saints, and I think that Baker has a lot to prove. Paul and I gave Baker a clean slate. He's He has to give Mike Evans his 1,000-yard year, year. Like, don't mess up his stats, yo. So, at least do that. At least try to continue to compete so that you can get a starter gig, you know, whether that'll be in Tampa Bay or what. I mean, I think that Tampa Bay can get that division now, moving into wild card spots. People would automatically put Seattle in that first wild card spot. But we beat Seattle. We beat Seattle. Why can't that be us? We don't think it'll be going into the second half of the season. Like, we don't know. I still don't know Seattle's identity, to be honest with you. I they haven't beat anybody. They beat the Lions, who people think are. So going back to that, people think, okay, well, go ahead. I'm going to just put it right. on record. Keep going. As much as I want to be to be like, wow, good for the Lions, I don't believe that this is their year. Um, do I think that they're playing good football? Yeah. Do I think that they have a good squad? Yeah. Do I think that they have good locker room culture? Dan Campbell's doing his thing. You know, he brought the squad together. Um, they're playing their hearts out for him. But then when I think about it, you know, there's really no vet presence aside from Jared Goff. Yes, he has Super Bowl experience, but I mean, he doesn't have a ring. He doesn't have like the championship belt under his, you know, throne under his tenure. And then he got blown up it, in the Super Bowl. And when it all comes down to it again, he's still Jared Goff. Jared Goff, he performs well. You give him a great line, he's going to perform well. He plays well when you put him in those situations and you continue to play to his ability, right? Mm-hmm. But I just don't see anything that's going to put them over the hump. Like, I still think that they need more weapons. Yeah. That's just my personal Absolutely. opinion. Like, I don't even think that they're utilizing their running backs. The right way but that's just me that's just me um so do i think that seattle beating them means a lot to me no because like i said we beat seattle and i think that we can beat them again and i think that um 
Seattle, I said in the beginning that they were going to take the NFC West because I thought that they've done so well in the last two drafts. You know, just it's always just like a sneaky team to me. But then you can't count the Niners out ever. So we've already established Niners, NFC West. But Seattle, go ahead and give them that first wild card spot. We'll take the second wild card spot. And then that third wild card spot. I mean, what I would hope, because I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just put, let's just put the Saints in there. Because I think that. Okay. I think that Derek Carr just has more experience out of so the quarterbacks the that are just, left. The Cowboys are just fall out. They're, they're done. Oh, you don't know the rules of the show. Oh, sorry. Oh, I should have told you in the beginning. We don't talk about them in this show. That's I like. I was gonna completely ignore them. (laughs) I mean, we should. I mean, (laughs) no, we we don't talk about them in the show. No, (laughs) there is. Okay. No. Okay. I don't don't actually dislike very many uh, 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 sporting people or or franchises, but like, I'll just openly say I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Like. I root like there's not a lot of people I root against. I root against Jerry Jones and I root against Dallas Cowboys. So. Yeah, yeah, same here. Same, 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 same here. It is just like, oh. and then the L.A. Cow- Dallas fans are just. I mean, come on, come on, obnoxious. But no, in all reality, like completely, if they continue to win games, which I think that they can. They have a tougher schedule than I thought. Like they play the yeah. Bills, they play the Chargers, they play. Do they play Miami? Yep. Do they, they do. Like they, do. they have a pretty tough schedule. I think that they can get a wild card spot. Um, I'm not hating at all. They have the squad to do it. Like their defense plays good enough football to keep them in games and to get them over the hump. But they're going to need their quarterback to do something for them. And if it comes down to winning games throughout the season that could potentially lose them a wild card spot. You know what I mean? Like if I think that Dak has to really step up now for people to think like, oh, they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think Dak needs to step up. And I think Mike, Mike McCarthy is being shown as that he's not that fantastic. And I think this defense, like, I don't know what it is about the 49ers, but their ability to just neutralize the person, the, the, the opposing defense's best player is just incredible. Like, I mean, Micah Parsons did nothing in that game. Nothing. If, if like, they don't have a great offensive line. So I, I don't know if a team can replicate that, but like, uh, if you can do exactly what the 49ers did to the Micah Parsons. I mean, and, the Cardinals, the Cardinals essentially did that too. Like he had yeah. maybe, he had like a sack or two, but they figured out like, go pat, like when you, Dump the ball off, go right at him, and then you know, dump it. Like (laughs) it was, it was good. Like you, well, the Cowboys have are proven have proven that they're beatable, right? And the Niners just continue to show that they are physical. They continue to rise up to the occasion, and they show that they're the better team. So let's 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 talk about this NFC uh, picture a bit more. So like currently, you know, you've got. Niners, Eagles, Lions, and Bucks winning the the divisions. Okay. And then I think I kind of think that everything else is up for grabs. Like 
even the Bucks position, the 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 Falcons and and New Orleans are pretty much tied in terms of I mean they're tied for record, but we'll see. Um what other NFC teams are there in front of the Rams? And that's it. I mean, you got Green Bay. That's in terms of playoff chances. You've got Green Bay. I thought Bay they were going to be better. Thought and that they were going to be better. I thought that Minnesota was going to be better. I don't see that happening at all. Like right now, going into this week of the season, I don't see that. Anyone um, that loses to the Raiders, loses to the Raiders. I'm not giving them any credit. And right in their home stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, everybody's kind of suspect in terms of their winning and losing ability. And I'm looking at Sumer Sports uh, um, in terms of uh, playoff percentage. They put the Rams at kind of the back end of the – they're kind of in the middle. Well, anyway, let's say they're like um, the 30s, early 30s in terms of their – Playoff chances. Okay. Well, the way that I'm looking at it with the Rams is I think that we've played the hardest teams that we're going to play. Obviously, we're going to see the Niners again. That's the last week of the season. But if we play four quarters of week one football, we can win games. Like, just looking at the schedule. And like I mentioned with the Cowboys, knowing how hard – well, just the type of teams that they're going to be playing, teams that want to continue to secure the spots that they have. You know, like the Chargers can't lose many more games. Like they play the Chargers this week. Do you think that the Cowboys are going to bounce back? The Chargers coming off of a bye. Just the Cowboys losing in that fashion to the 49ers. I mean, what type of bounce back do you expect them to have? And then they have to continue to win games, to continue to win games. So yeah. do I think that it's going to just be that easy for them to grab the first wild card spot? Nope. Yeah, I mean, it's such a confusing schedule because I, I really don't, like, I I know, I, I feel like I know who the 49ers are. I feel like I know who the Eagles are. After that, I really don't know. I mean, like, yeah, the, it's the, tough. Uh, like the Lions. That's why it's the, week five. No, but. <laughs> and the the Lions have the easiest schedule going forward, I would say, of of, of the NFC teams. They said blew. that about the Eagles last season. Well, the Eagles kind of ran the table on them too, right? Well, and they, they ended up losing the Super Bowl. I don't, I, I, I don't imagine that the Lions are in the Super Bowl. And. Um, you know, like you look at, um, I don't, you know, it's when you boil it down. There's still a chance. Like there's still, there's tons of hope. Absolutely. If you boil it down, if you look at coaches and quarterbacks, that's kind of like that, you know, looking at last year's Super Bowl, I said, who's going to win this? I said, who's the better coach? Who's the better quarterback? And I said, Jalen Hurts is better, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Um, and Andy Reid is, is the better, uh, head coach. And like, that's what happens. Like, <laughs> like you learn not to bet against the best, you know, like you learn not to bet against, uh, 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 uh Belichick and Brady anyway. 
you know, you look at the rest of these teams and you look at the quarterbacks and their and their head coach combination, and, and you're like, I don't like the rest of the NFC teams. I I really have no idea. Like, we love Lafleur. Lafleur is fantastic. Lafleur is had great head coach, but we we haven't seen um, Jordan Love be a just a, a phenomenal quarterback. So, you know, you can go you can go through each you can go through each one of them, and you and you're and you're just scratching your head going like who's new orleans who's tampa bay like we we know what baker mayfield mayfield is it's like he's not uh he's not setting the world on fire he may make the playoffs but he's not he's not winning playoff games so that middle that middle tier including the rams it's it's like they're in there and then when you when you consider stafford and mcveigh you have to you kind of have to elevate them a bit because I think they're probably the best head coach um, quarterback combination in, in that kind of mix. Right. And, you know, there, there's a bunch of, there's several teams in the NFC that are just tanking. I think, <laughs> you know, Chicago is the, their head coach is definitely playing uh, to, to keep his job, but it, there's no talent there. So, I mean, I think that, you know, there's, you know, we got, what do we got? 14 weeks left, 13 weeks left. 13 weeks. Is it 13 weeks? Oh my gosh. Six. Well, we're 13 weeks, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's, there's, there's plenty of football to be played. And I think the Rams are still in that conversation. So keep I mean, hope alive. keep hope alive yeah exactly there's no reason not to and we got the trade we got the trade the deadline coming up so you know we'll see what happens with that we're broke we have zero dollars so we'll see well speaking of zero dollars that's what my bank account is looking like because my bets no they have been so terrible. Like, honestly, what, I'm being honest. What have you lost money on lately? My props. That's the thing, though. I Rule number one in gambling, ladies and gentlemen, is first and foremost, well, first and foremost, don't gamble more than you can afford, right? Like, I think that that's like a rhetorical hey, one. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, rule number one is like you have to pick your spots. So what I mean by that is, like, just find your play and roll with it. Like, I feel like what happens is with me, I'll find something, and then I'm adding to it. Like, I'm parlaying it, which is you have more than one. So do you know what a parlay is? Because, Ryan, I know you're not a big gambler. But, like, a parlay is, for instance, like with a prop, Say I say Matthew Stafford will throw more than 240 yards, and then I'm going to parlay that with Cooper Cup having more than five catches. So it's having more than one prop play on a ticket, and like your parlay, like it can be like a 10-leg parlay. They call them legs. Or if you were picking spreads, like if you were picking the Niners minus the seven this weekend, and you're taking the Rams minus seven, you're parlaying teams. 
and you can pick as many as you want, you know, and obviously the more teams, the better, the more odds. Um, but what I tend to do as of recently is say I have my two picked, like I have them set in stone. I've done my research. I've looked at my stats. Like I have a full analysis of what I want to play, my conclusions, et cetera, et cetera. Give us, <laughs> give us example of last week. Like what was so like the- this past weekend, like my, Mine, like I knew for a fact that Adam Thielen was going to have more than five receptions. Like it was five receptions. Is like, he a Titan? No, he's a Panther. Panther. Yeah. Yes. It was in the and I also knew that Stefan Diggs was going to have more than, I think it was like 83 and a half yards. And because I just, that Jaguars uh, secondary, it was just a lot of things that I looked at. And sure. then the other thing that I put on that ticket was, Christian Kirk over five receptions and I was so confident in it, but I said, let me just throw something else on the ticket. And I put Sam Laporta over like 50 something and a half yards. He didn't, he had like 47 and everything else came through. And that is just where I am. Well, where I've been. Cause I'm not doing that no more. Okay. <laughs> I've learned my lesson, baby. <laughs> I am not going to be a fool anymore. And And like, I'm serious. You can't, you can't deny something tasty. You know, you got to get on it. I hear you, you know, like go big or go home type of thing. But then it's just like all of those slogans will turn you into a degenerate, ladies and gentlemen, like, (laughs) like it'll have you not able to pay your bills. So don't get crazy. And like, you have to pick your spot. Don't chase. And I don't bet on Thursdays. So, like, tomorrow, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Because I'm not going to have a dollar on it. But this weekend, I'm telling you, I have my spot. Like, I've picked it. And Britt's best bet is going to come through. It's going to win people some money. It's going to win me some money. It's not a prop. It's not a prop play. Um, I think that I'll give a prop play out Sunday morning before the game. Like, I'll make a little video and tweet it out. But, um, no. I was doing my research. And I'm looking, I'm looking, and I'm looking. And, like, you know they put the spreads out for the games, like, weeks in advance. Like, you can look, like, three weeks from now, and you'll know what the spread is. But It changes, though, a little bit. They change, absolutely. Um, But I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm just like, what am I feeling? And just something lit up with me with this very random game. Um... (laughs) I'm loving, and I'm loving this. Colts, Jaguars, Colts plus four in Jacksonville. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Is is so, Richardson playing? So AR5 is not playing. It's going to be Gardner Minshew, which he is doing. He is actually he's dicing playing. people up. Like, he's playing well. Like, over 100 passer rating. But that's not even what I'm thinking of. Like, first and foremost – the Jags are coming back from London after two weeks, okay? They're 0-2 in Jacksonville in the season. The Colts have one of one of the better defenses in the league. Like, they're holding teams to, uh, aside from us and us going to overtime with them, like, it was, like, 21 points they were holding teams to. Good pass rush. Lots of good sacks. Pa- good pass rush. You know, their secondary, decent enough. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the ball, we were talking about, I said, Gardner Minshew is playing. Like, I'm not worried about him. What I'm actually excited about is Jonathan Taylor coming back. Him and Zach Moss together, that duo just moving the freaking chains. I think that they can win this game, right? But take the points plus four. I think that'll be a close game. Um, last week against the Bills, like that's what people are thinking. People are going to be like, they, well, Jacksonville just beat the Bills, right? Jacksonville plays really, really well in London. Like it's, it's a pretty for two weeks. Yeah, they were there for two weeks. They're coming back from across the pond. They're going to be tired. Full They're of fish and chips. Full of stuff. it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they are going to be tired, I think. Their left tackle might not be playing. I, I'm I'm really feeling good about this one. I'm okay. really, really yeah. feeling good about this one. I actually had a whole different play. And I kind of was like, wait, this is too good to be true. Like, this is a trap play. I was liking the Niners because they play the Browns. Deshaun Watson's not expected to play. That spread opened up at three. And then when I looked at it, it was at five. Now it's at seven and a half. I mean, if you got it at three, bless you. Jeez. But that thing is moving up. I mean, obviously, if you anticipate that P.J. Walker is playing against that defense, then yeah, no, go ahead. Take, take it at no, they said that it would be PJ Walker. Then yes, uh, you can take it at seven as well. But then I just kind of shied away from that game. And the Colts is Colts is, yeah. Plus four. Colts what plus four. All right. Colts plus four. I'm not a betting person. You know I know. That. I know. We were in Vegas together. We were walking around uh the uh the floor, and I said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> And I said, I'm going to bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to bed very often in Vegas, but uh, when uh, when <laughs> when it just comes down to betting, that's when I go to bed. I that have no idea. So anyway, but here's here's my bet. Yes, please give it to me. Because you're gonna have beginners left. This is this is um this is not a weekly bet. This is okay. a long-term bet. Okay. I'm gonna say. Um, here, 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 here it is. Get ready for it. I'm ready. Sip Lions, water. Lions win. They they get the first round by. That's my bet. What? Lions, look at the look at the Lions schedule compared to the Eagles and the and the 49ers. So you think that they're gonna come out in first in the I NFC, they're... get the first round by? Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. Hang I don't up. know if that's a prop play that you can play, but I am going re- to tonight. Right, I'm going to do my research and find out. They're four okay. and one. They're four okay. and one right now. Okay. Yeah. Buccaneers, winnable game. Ravens, Raiders, Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, what? Broncos, what? Vikings, what? Cowboys, Vikings. Huh? That's like 10 weeks of buys. Oh my gosh. Like there are like if <laughs> you're right. Keep, wow. it Keep it quiet, everybody. But like the, what, the do you know schedule what they're going doing? forward is very, very winnable. Like I don't like like Ravens is their hardest game for the rest of the year. Wow. Wow. Very Cow- interesting. Like maybe, maybe Cowboys. We'll see what Cowboys are in week. 17 uh 16 but like 
Um, like I'm thinking, I think that's, I think that's a, I, I, I tried to look it up. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to look up good, like, odds <laughs> and, and stuff. <laughs> I'm I'll not, look it up for you. I'll look it up for you, but I'm no, not. I'm interested to, to see what their win total was for the season. You know, like how many games Vegas expected them to win. Um, with that type of schedule, sheesh. And uh, one thing that I had saw beginning of the season that my dad was mentioning to me was like their odds for futures to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl dropped from like 50 to 1 to 10 to 1. Oh, wow. That's big money. Yeah. I don't know if those are the exact numbers. My dad exaggerates, but like it was a lot of movement with the lines. So. Just uh, prelimi- preliminary um, uh, Googling says 10 and a half wins is what they're at there right now. Interesting. That's, that's a lot of wins. That's a lot of expected wins. Well, good luck, JG. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Goff, come on, man. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of Rams fans that are still rooting for Goff, so. There really are. There really are. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I mean, this has been awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I got to have you on more often. I appreciate that. I uh, I don't know will, if I deserve it. Will you be back? <laughs> Just I'm say back. yes. Uh, anytime. Yeah, I appreciate okay, it. Like Paula is a hard person to follow. She is an incredible She's- act. She is amazing. Yeah. Um, but she's very busy too. So I appreciate her time. But when she can't be here, thank you for committing to filling in. <laughs> thank you. Dude, dude, I tell you what, I've always thought we would make a great pairing. I always thought that we should do a show together. You should. Um, just because you know a lot about betting and I know nothing about betting. And um, also, uh, I know stuff about Rams and you know stuff about Rams. And so, you know, we're, uh, you know, like if Brittany, Brittany and Ryan, you know, we're good. We're a good pairing. BNR, not Bleacher Report. Like, <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, hey, I'm going to go with my mom jokes. No. <laughs> Wish I had a dad joke for right now. <laughs> Well, what do you predict the score is going to be for the Rams game? We can close with that. What do you think the score will be Rams-Cardinals this weekend at SoFi? I've been betting a high-scoring affair with the Rams all year. I'm going to say that they're going to go 24-14 win. So you don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game? I don't. I, I, you know, like you can't get burnt. You can't get burnt too many times. Okay. Well, I do. I think that we'll be able to move the ball. Hopefully, downfield. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> no. I think the score will be 31-21 Rams. But I still wouldn't take the spread, even though I'm saying that they're going to win by ten in my mind. So yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't trust it. Even though this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't bet on my team. Like, I also have to put that rule out there, Ryan. I don't bet on my team. I don't bet on Thursdays. Um, 
there there's you know <laughs> you should actually bet against your team really you no know I mean? like because if you bet against them and you win you win either way no <laughs> i'm not doing that no <laughs> Anywho. Hey, we're um next time we're in Vegas is the Super Bowl, I imagine. We're all oh gonna God. be at the Super Bowl. Whoever's there, we're gonna be at the bless Super us. Bowl. Bless us. I'm oh my bless, god. Bless Vegas, okay? I don't even think that they they can't handle the network, baby. I really don't think so. Like I I hope that they're prepping right now, building more hotels, everything right now. Because it's gonna be crazy. The link, the link couldn't handle us last time. Yeah, that's what they said. They, they, they slapped us with a big fine. Not me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They didn't. They didn't actually slap us with a big fine, but they should have because uh, we were too much. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Skinny T, it's been real. Thank you so much again for talking sporty with me. And oh Rams this weekend. Hopefully Paul will be back next weekend, but if not, it'll be you, boo. <laughs> I'm always here for you. Sounds good. All right, guys. See you next time. Damn look good, huh? Damn look good, girl. Ain't you look good. Need to stop. Niggas came in two shots. I'm waiting to hit sugar free quicker two pots. This the code.